Hey everybody, I'm Robert. Hey, I'm Chris. And we're the Film Flamers. And we're bringing you our regular Shooting the Flames program at the beginning of June. Happy Pride Month. Yep, where we discuss all of your questions, comments, and we give you all our horror movie news, trailers, etc., etc. Etc. It is a grab bag of options. A veritable buffet of mm. content, if you will. Well, Chris, do you want to have a brief conversation about the latest school shooting down here in Texas? Not really. I don't really either. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I, I've, just, I've just been feeling so cynical about this country. I mean, yeah. I just feel like it's dying and doesn't doesn't know it, or it's already dead and doesn't know it. It's like in a death throes, and it's like everything's so so polarized. We can't even agree to like you know keep children alive. We've just had this whole abortion thing mm-hmm. in the Supreme in the Supreme Court, and it's just like more like with the whole baby formula shortage and Republicans like not doing anything about that or not signing on for anything, and then like with the the guns and the, all the kids dying, it's like guns deaths or something like the leading cause of child deaths in America right now, oh my God. and more children have died died from from gunshots than policemen so far in 2022 i mean it's it's crazy and it's just so so transparent now that republicans basically are pro-birth they're not pro-life right that's it that's it because once you're once you're born you're done Hmm. I mean, you know, and I don't want to super over politicize this because, I mean, we have this system where everyone's just saying, well, this is what we would do. And then they don't try and actually work together to find the common ground of what we can agree on. Like, What's the problem we're trying to solve? Less dead children. OK, let's try and go about that in whatever way we can agree on. But that's not happening. You know, and then the best politicians that we have are opportunists, you know, (laughs) political opportunists. Uh, I'm a Beto fan generally, but like when he goes up in front of and interrupts like a news conference to do a political stunt, it doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. I'm just a Democrat. You know what I mean? And so I will vote for someone who's not a Republican usually. Right. I super don't like Greg Abbott, though. Like he's been on my fucking shit list. Since God was a boy. I don't know. Governor of Texas, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Not everyone's from Texas, but I'm sure that I mean he's on the he's on the national stage a lot or whatever. When the sanest person in the conversation is Matthew McConaughey, you know your country's <laughs> fucked. Oh my God. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> God bless America. But no, I'm with you. Like, I mean, as more news of this and like <laughs> more parts of the story start coming out. I get angrier and angrier. And I'm like, you know, enough is enough, really. And I agree with your sentiment. Like, protecting children should be the number one thing. You know what I mean? Like, like table stakes for a country. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't understand why why there's even a conversation about this. No one's trying to take away anyone's guns, you know? But, like, this kid who did this just turned 18, and he was able to buy all these guns legally. You know what I mean? And that's fucking ridiculous. No 18-year-old should be able to do that well it's in our constitution right it's just we have to kind of decide like we're not allowing people to you know buy nuclear weapons or grenades or rpgs or things like that you know like these are military grade weapons you would you would argue that ar-15 like what is that line we have to decide what that line is for assault rifles we have data that shows that you know once the the assault rifle uh ban or assault gun ban was lifted you know these things got more and more and more common right we have that that dot graph and I, I feel like the expanded magazines, all these are, are like no brainers, right? Yeah. Like what's what's good for home protection? What's good for uh, what's good for hunting? You know, and then outside of that, like what's really meant for fucking militarized killing? You know, and and let's take that off the streets and because it works. I mean, that's why we're one of the only countries, if not the only country, where this happens so regularly. You know, and it's uh, you know all these arguments on the other side, like well, you know, we need good guys with a gun, are completely dismantled by this Uvalde 
case, right? Mm-hmm. Where the police would not go in because they knew the guy had two AR-15s or whatever, you know? And and it's like, uh, there's a lot of like funny things going around that, that are funny because we're cynical. You know, I heard like, um, well, I guess that's why the firemen, you know, don't have one of those fuck the firemen songs like the police do because if there's a fire in the building, they still go in. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. I literally, one of my friends on Facebook posted one of those police flags that's like black and blue right and it says these colors don't run and she put unless it's into a room with an arm just like assailant or something like that and i was like wow i mean like just saying but sure it's true you know i mean like that that really pissed me off when i found out about that too i don't know like the whole situation is terrible and i feel like and we've said it before on the podcast when we randomly talk about news or politics also in buffalo the good guy with the gun was shot to death i believe Mm -hmm. so i mean like it's I don't know. We have to have a clear conversation and the politicians need to start learning how to get along. You know what I mean? Otherwise we can't make any progress. No, this country's fucked. For real though. <laughs> I mean, there has like, to be some sort of huge tragedy or event or war uh, or something to where there's some sort of reorganization. You know, I don't want to say like full blown, like civil war or, um, you know, collapse or something, but it, I, I truly believe it, that at this point, that's what's going to have to happen. I swear. I mean, I feel like some sort of civil war will possibly happen. Probably not in our lifetimes. You know what I mean? But like, People on either side of the faction are going to be fed up with each other enough to where, like, the entire country is going to be torn apart. You know what I mean? And I'm American. That makes me sad, obviously. But Either your country is going to have to collapse or, the, or Fox News is going to have to collapse. I mean, <laughs> hopefully the latter. But, uh, I mean, it's getting to the point where, like, people are like, well, make sure you vote. Like, use your vote. And I'm like, well, I do. But, I mean, is that even good at this point? You know what I mean? Mm. If someone's just going to call my vote cheating on the other side i mean who fucking knows we'll just have to wait and see yeah i think i think we're on the downslide but and then there's monkeypox. apparently it's mostly gay and bi men yeah because we can't stop butt fucking without a condom on i guess so so this is like the new aids but <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> anything a monkey can get apparently <laughs> what does it say about our community and like I don't know. So I pulled up Grinder, and they had this like this thing pop up, and it was just like some facts about monkeypox, and I was just like, they had to put it on Grinder. I was just like, <laughs> that's how bad it is. <laughs> just wear a condom. <sighs> or if you see like lesions over someone, and they're like secreting pus, don't fuck them. I don't know. Have some fucking boundaries or standards. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I know it's dark in the bathhouse, but still. <laughs> Christ Almighty. What you're feeling on them may not be Luber soap. <laughs> Ew. What is that? Is that KY or a lesion? <laughs> okay. I can't tell the difference because my lube is also pussy. I forgot lube. No, just use some of this. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> a box on you! <laughs> a box on both your houses. A box on both your holes. <laughs> Jesus, okay, I feel better now. <laughs> a little mini tirade, and we started like the actual episode. Everyone, wear a condom. <laughs> okay, wrap, guys, wear a condom. Wrap your partners. <laughs> Instagram wrap. <laughs> Body condoms are a necessity. <laughs> Jesus. What were we doing? Uh, we're talking about horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. So we have a brand new review this month from Dave Ruff. 
And he titled it finally an edited podcast. He says, I found this podcast when looking for the soundtrack for Ghost in the Darkness. It's not on Spotify, apparently, but I was so excited to find a podcast deep diving one of my favorite childhood movies. I didn't know what to expect, but I instantly fell in love. The deep dive was great, educational, and really well made. Their mics are high quality, and they actually edit their podcast. I then took a deep dive into the rest of their episodes, and each one, from Jaws to Rosemary's Baby, is fun and interesting. The fun facts and Robert's laugh, teehee. Kept me listening, and after I ran out of episodes, I had to join their Patreon. Thank you, Dave. If you like well-made podcasts, you have to listen to The Film Flamers. I love that. I love that it was Ghost in the Darkness, too. I know. Actually, everything in that review are things that you've contributed to our podcast, you name it, except for my laugh. But, <laughs> I mean, because that's all me. But, like, Chris is the technical one of the two of us, and so, like, he will research and find good mics. He learned how to use this editing program, like, from scratch for the most part, and it sounds great every single time he does it. And he chose Ghost in the Darkness for us to deep dive into. <laughs> so, thank you, Dave and Chris, for that review. Well, it's fun to go back to those like forgotten gems, you know, that seem more horror adjacent than remembering and, and then going into Ghost in the Darkness and learning all that real life stuff behind it. And it's just, that's part of why we do the podcast is to like have those like moments of, oh my God, you know? So I love that that was actually attractive to someone and and made them join us and join us as a patron too. So. And I feel like that was the first time I watched Ghost in the Darkness. Mayhaps. I think so. Anyway. Yeah. I think you had passed over it. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to go back and listen to your story, but I think my father loves that movie, so yeah. he was super excited when we did mm-hmm. it. But he didn't listen to the episode, so whatever. Thanks for the review, Dave. And uh, guys, we love getting these reviews. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, head over there and give us a five star rating and tell us why you like us, and we're going to read that on our next Shooting the Flames. That's right, and of course you can review us anywhere else as well. But that's where it. That's where podcasts live and die. Live and die. Yeah. I mean, it's true, though. I mean, because I would say the majority of people and the majority of our listens come from Apple devices. So I'm holding one in my lap right now. <laughs> mm, well, I'm an Android guy, but I still have iTunes on my computer. It's true. That's how we reviewed ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> one star. I know. <laughs> These guys. I hate Robert's right. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Robert sounds like a fucking buffoon. <laughs> From our deep dive into Drop Dead Gorgeous, Sean over on Patreon in response to Bennett said, shit, I'm listening now. And Bennett beat me to it. His furniture is as fake as my orgasms. (laughs) His furniture is as fake as my orgasms. Is that a quote from that movie? Yes. She goes crazy at the end after her daughter dies in the swan. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And she's talking to the crowd and he's like, calm down, baby. And you're like, he's fake. His furniture is as fake as my orgasms. (laughs) Oh, I still love that movie. I'm glad we talked about it. And I'm glad we're still getting some comments on it, too. Yeah. Uh, From our Shooting the Flames last month in May, Kimberly over on Patreon said, Hearing myself speak is uncomfortable. Hearing myself speak in an over-the-top Midwest accent was sheer torture. And mayhaps that's part of the reason why we have no voicemails this month. Kimberly, we know you took a break from the voicemails this month, and I hope that's not the reason why. So, I mean, it took me a long time to get used to hearing myself on a podcast, too. But, I mean, it, it'll happen. Keep up with the voicemails. Any acts that you want. We love them. Yeah. And that goes for everyone else, too. Bennett over on Patreon said, 
I have lots of bullet points to make on the countless subjects covered in this episode, but I'll try to keep them concise. So for number one, as far as ambiguity goes with the so-called don't say gay bill in Florida, I had heard that Florida Democrats responded by trying to add an amendment banning any sex talk in K through third grade classrooms. Republicans killed the amendment, ultimately showing that what they really wanted to do is shield their children. And I mean their children from any talk of gender and sexuality outside of heterosexual norms or so critics argue. So I'm not sure about the inner workings of how these laws were passed, but I read the law that I was actually on, you know, on the table and it just seems so all encompassing that it could go both ways. But if there was amendments that they shut down, then that would be interesting. But, and it, and you know, it's easily believed. Yeah, I'm sure that, I mean, we, we talked about all this, I think last time too, but I mean, I, I don't know. The entire thing is stupid to me too. I was wondering if Chris would feel vindicated by Netflix stock losses. I was going to mention it earlier, but it sounds like you covered it here. Yep. I definitely feel vindicated. (laughs) Three. As far as this year's Oscars go, I was okay but thrilled uh, with Coda winning Best Picture. It's a very conventional story, just told in a different way, but it was nice to see a little Sundance movie coming seemingly out of nowhere and end up winning the the day for once. Although I would argue that the year before was also kind of a Sundance movie that won. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was still rooting for The Power of the Dog, the incoming front runner, but since it featured a gay cowboy, I wasn't getting my hopes up. We know how those go with the Oscars. Well, this one was better than the other one. Yes. Power of the Dog is much better than Brokeback Mountain, in my opinion. Um, And I feel like that movie had a clear shot to win Best Picture. You know what I mean? Coda just came for the upset. Like, really. Sure. But we have talked about the Oscars like ad nauseum. And I guess Mm -hmm. we're going to continue. Number four. Am I the only person who liked the format of last year's Oscars? Yes. Steven Soderbergh (laughs) produced that telecast, and I liked the cinematic aesthetic he went for, as well as the more intimate setting at Union Station. But guess I'm alone on this one. I don't even remember. It, I mean, like, it's. I will take any Oscars telecast. That's perfectly fine. You know what I mean? Like, I want to watch it regardless. But it was kind of boring. You know what I mean? I liked the intimate quality, and I really liked the the cinematic way that they did it. Like, they did all the awards in the order that a movie would be made, sort of, which was kind of neat. But, um, I mean, I kind of missed the, the big to-do of Oscars, and it was just too small for that. Yeah. Number five. And finally, I was one of the 100,000 people or so who subscribed to CNN Plus. <laughs> Later, I got an email saying I was getting my money back, but considering I took up their special deal of $2.99 a month for life, sounded great at the time, I'm not holding my breath for that refund, although nobody mentioned that special in their coverage of it, so guess they had poor advertising as well. R.I.P. Chris Wallace's new gig. <laughs> poor guy tried to get his soul back after so many years of Fox News, and look how he's repaid. I know. Yeah, that sucks. And Megyn Kelly, too. Like, right. Of course, you know, Megyn Kelly's kind of a bullshit person, but... I was pretty excited for Chris Wallace, though, because I like Chris Wallace. Yeah. And so I was just like, I'm glad that he's, like, like regaining conscious, like conscious or something like that by going there, but oh well. Try next time, I guess. I'm sure they'll have him as a talking head. You oh, know. yeah. I mean, there's a place for him on CNN. Yeah. Bennett followed up by saying, sorry for that long-ass comment from earlier. I obviously need a better editor. <laughs> well, that's fine. You gave us uh, ones, twos, threes, and fours, and fives. Of comments. So it was easy to... Uh, that's right. Well, he numbered them, so it was easy to break them up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't put those numbers there. That was him. Oh, I don't think you need I a just, better editor. I then. just formatted it in bullets. So I guess I am your editor. <laughs> 
Keep it coming. Chris will keep you on your toes. Yeah. Nikki over on Twitter said, I can't wait to listen. We've been working our way through The Walking Dead from the beginning, so I've been MIA, but I'm back. Yay. Welcome back, Nikki. You need to call in and tell us what you're thinking about Walking Dead. Mm. I stopped watching several years ago, and once it ends, I'm kind of curious to finish it up. I thought it did, and they had a remake, or not a remake, but an offshoot show that was two spinoffs now. Two? Yeah, and there's movies coming out. What's the other one called? Like the Running Dead or something? <laughs> the briskly, the briskly of jogging. Dead. The dead that lists lazily to the left. Uh, it's called Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. And the other one's a prequel, and I don't know what it's called because I just really lost interest okay. in that show. Yeah. Fembot eighteen over on Instagram said, "Pike line, like Chris, I'm a huge Christopher Pike fan and Mike Flanagan fan. So every time you bring this up, my hair curls, my blossom lifts, and my ass tightens." <laughs> <laughs> my blossom lifts i don't understand and then she's talking about her vagina oh <laughs> <laughs> mine too fanbot 18 <laughs> clearly i mean i don't have as much history of christopher pike as my co-host does but the things that i have read i like and uh i love mike flanagan yeah, so my bussy is super excited for this <laughs> your bussy's tightening <laughs> Oh, Pike line. Well, uh, actually, we're going to get our first look, I believe, in June of uh, the Midnight Society oh, on Netflix. So, yeah, I'm super excited for that. Well, yeah. anytime Mike Flanagan's name's attached to something. I'm yeah, but I think he's like executive producing it or show running or something like off because he's been doing his own thing. He's like back to back filming his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's Fall of the House of Usher, right? And before that, you know, it was um, the island one that we just watched that was so good. Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. And I don't think he's had time to actually direct anything for this show. So I'm wondering, hopefully, that he put up a good team together. Uh, I mean, even the episodes a that A better he, one than Bly Manor, hopefully. Even the ones that he doesn't, like, direct fully. I mean, I think he still has his finger in that pie. Honestly, so. if it's the quality of Bly Manor for Midnight Society, I'll be happy. Yeah. You know, but also, I mean, the source material is very different. So yeah. you never read Midnight Society. It's no. a, it's a, it's one of his very few, if not only anthologies. Essentially it's, it's bookended by the story of these sick kids, like terminal cancer kids, teenagers, and they come at midnight and break out and some are more in wheelchairs and they all talk like really macabre, dark, dead, like stories, Oh, you know, and they're dying off one by one. And there's new people bringing brought being brought into the Midnight Society. And they're literally, it's like. It's like, um, of course, you never show, saw that Nickelodeon show either. Are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? It's nope. like that, but it's more adult. <clears throat> so yeah. um, some of the stories are freaking dark. I feel really bad about my childhood sometimes because I skipped over anything remotely YA, you know, yeah. and went straight into like Stephen King and some hardcore shit. He kind of bled into adult and he has some adult books. In fact, I gave you a season of past, which I loved. I which, thought that book was yeah. great. And I'm so like, I don't know how in the world they're going to make that movie, but I'm here for it. It's got to be a series or some sort of trilogy or something. But... I mean, I'm hoping for something a little bit more like in the theater from Mike Flanagan. It's great. I know he has this Netflix deal and whatnot. Perfect. It's easily accessible, but <clears throat> there's something special about seeing some sort of like Mike Flanagan epic on a big screen. You know what I mean? Like Dr. Sleep. Yeah. So, I don't, I, I can't see how they could possibly do that in one hour without destroying the story somewhat. No, they'd have to make multiple movies. Yeah. So yeah. from our deep dive into eyes wide shut, George from Patreon said, I thought you guys would have a, brought up the trailer using Chris Isaac's baby did a bad, bad thing. I can't hear that song without thinking about this movie, which is odd because it's such an unusual contrast. Yeah. That move, that song was not used in the movie. It was used in the trailer. 
I thought they played one of the trailers briefly. Oh, so there were two different trailers. One was more talky, and one had "Baby Did a Bad Bad Thing" or uh-huh. whatever by Chris Isaac. And um, I had to choose the one that was more talky for yeah. our podcast, obviously. Which yeah. I thought was a really. I think I commented on that when I was listening to it too. Or I sent you a text, and I was like, "What an odd trailer for this movie." It was just something about the background music in that trailer that we used, and I was just like, "They make it sound like some sort of like comedy." I don't know. Weird. Yeah, that's why it's part of our discussion about how they promoted the film. Mm-hmm. So I also really like that song, though. I love Chris Isaac. And once I hear that song, it's stuck in my head for days. Bennett over on Patreon said, I was middle school aged when this film came out. Good God, really? I graduated high school. So it took me several years before I got the nerve to watch it. However, I watched Entertainment Tonight quite a bit at that time. And boy, were they determined to sneak in that famous clip of Cruz and Kidman standing naked in front of a mirror every chance they got. They made sure to show it at least 10 seconds almost every single night for months on end. They were determined to jam it into my teenage mind. But for better or worse, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so surprised that he was in middle school? I don't know. It just makes me feel old. I mean, people people that, that were born after this movie came out are driving and drinking legally. So, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, I constantly reminded some days that I'm 42 years old. Like anytime I bring a new staff member in at work and I have to like ask for their birth date before I can like get them into our system. And they're like 2007. I'm like, oh, fuck yourself. Like, really? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> From our hot takes last month, Battle Burrito from Patreon said, I literally cannot remember the last time I enjoyed a movie as much as everything all, everywhere all at once. Agreed. Yes. Fully. Mm-hmm. Nicole over on Patreon said, Lair of the White Worm. I definitely never watched that on drugs in high school ever. I guess I need to add that to my list. I, I think you did last time we were talking about it. Oh, I did. I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Nicole, I definitely had a gummy when I watched it, and I'm so glad that I did. So please, this movie should not be watched sober. From our deep dive into Fallen, which I think we did back in 2020. That was our first season. That was our September movie. So right after our first year anniversary. Oh, wow. Okay. Best Girl over on YouTube said, I like how this is similar to Real Life Case, the Christopher Dorner case. I never looked much into predictive programming too many and... Don't know where to start with that subject. This definitely has got to be one of those types of things, though, I guess. Anyway, Denzel Washington is so dope, lols. He is dope. I like Mm. Denzel Washington. Who's Christopher Dorner? I don't know. I thought you might know because you're into true crime. I don't know, but I want to look it up. But uh, I don't know what what she means by predictive programming. I don't either. Mm. But I do think that Denzel Washington is dope. I do, too. Mm -hmm. And I'm super glad we're getting comments on YouTube. And I'm super, super glad we're getting comments on our older deep dives. That's right. People keep looking at, you chose that one too. (laughs) We just choose bad movies for the podcast. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with Night of the Comet. Not at all. That one choice was good. (laughs) (laughs) So we have some questions and miscellaneous stuff. Nikki, who's back over on Twitter, sent a picture of a French copy of Alien. And she says, I just came back from Paris and I was so tempted to buy this at the Port du Vent's flea market. What a great way to test my French that would have been. Alas, I left it there and I'm still mad about it. I'm mad about it too, Nikki. Also, I want to know what your French sounds like. That's amazing. And I hope you love Paris because I think it's fantastic. And the fucking uh, tagline for Alien in French is like the only way I'll say it now. Dans l'espace, personne ne vu en train crier. <laughs> what does that translate to? In space, no one can hear you scream. Oh, so okay, it translated well. <laughs> I think I have an original copy, a first printing. Really? Yeah. 
I think my dad has it. Jesse Craft from Instagram in response to a post review said, agreed. Your podcast is hands down the best horror podcast. And I've, I've tried to listen to a lot out there. They just don't compare. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jesse Craft. George over on Patreon says, uh, who has seen the new movie X and what did you think about it? I have not, but you have. That's right. And we talked about it on our last hot takes episode. Yeah. It's on my, it's like one of the top things on my list. I want to watch it with you because things so are coming out now. It's summer season and I'm not going to watching it until I'm, I'm doing catch up because we've got so many things dropping all these new horror TV shows and movies. So, I mean, well, just in the next seven days, we're going to be watching 14 movies. <laughs> the film festival, so It's going to have to wait. No. It can't. It shan't wait. <clears throat> no, it will. Wait till it's like not twenty dollars to. We're not watching that. it tonight with your husband. <laughs> no, we're not. It doesn't seem like a husband type of movie. But I'll be over here on Tuesday. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's really, really good, George. I mean, in in response to your question, I think that it's a fantastic movie so far. It's my number one horror movie of 2022. But to be fair, I haven't seen that many new ones. So Yeah, but if you want to hear his whole diatribe about it, then you can go listen to our hot takes. Because I talked about it at length. Yep. Bennett from an email said, Hey, Tired Queens, there are a couple of horror films available on Shudder now that I would wonder if you've seen before. The first is Ken Russell's The Devils, a psychedelic horror historical drama based on The Devils of Loudoun. Okay, so I was trying to add this to my list in Letterboxd, and I was searching for The Devils of Loudoun, but it's actually called The Devils. Hmm. Okay, starring Oliver Reed, who's always good, and Vanessa Redgrave, who's also always good. Amen. I saw this in college and, of course, uh, on film censorship. And let me tell you, if you haven't seen it, you're in for a fucking wild ride, an extremely sacrilegious ride. The second is Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, a campy horror melodrama with a cute boy and a female psycho bitty performance that deserves more attention. Ryan Murphy must have seen this multiple times since the story itself would definitely fit as a subplot of American Horror Story. Uh, I have not seen either one of these movies. I want to, to watch the Oliver Reed one. I mean, I also would like to watch The Devils, but I really, really want to watch Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker because like every fucking gay horror fan in the world that I know just fucking loves this movie. There must be something about it that just draws in the gay boys. Well, I've added both to my Letterboxd watch list. So, yes, we're going to watch them. We'll report back, Bennett. Promise. Kimberly over on Patreon said, I've been doing catch up on horror movies and here are my hot takes. First up, she says Sinister. Meh. I didn't find Mr. Boogie scary in the slightest, and Ethan Hawke always sounds like he needs to cough up a Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was very scared and sinister me for the too. first like half, and then it just kind of collapses for me. When that boy comes out of that fucking cardboard box, <laughs> shit. It's the pictures that do it for me, and then like seeing him outside of the picture, like looking up outside of the window, and he's in the bushes. Well, those fucking snuff films are scary too. I think Sinister's a scary movie. Can't really need to watch it one more time. Yeah. The Unholy, Big Letdown. We kind of agree, yeah. I've only seen the first 20 minutes. I still haven't finished it. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I bought it, though. I like how it expands. It gets bigger, you know, um, but it's just kind of -of run-of-the-mill. Yeah, I mean, it must be a reason why I haven't run back to it. I don't know. Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2. Yes, I know they're 20 years old. Who cares? (laughs) Gory and ridiculous, and I loved every minute. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2 are great. I haven't seen 2. A lot of fun. You've never seen 2? No. I've never seen two. I've only oh, seen I one. Just, okay. Two is really good. It's the, you know, the, we've been told about two several times by co- commenters. I know. Talk about how like gay. Cause there's uh, lots of shirtless boys and shit, right? Well, I mean, there's also like a kind of a gay subplot a little bit. Okay. I mean, really sub, like sub floor. Really <laughs> sub, like not alpha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> malignant. I wanted to like it. It was a bit cheesy, and my inner science nerd was not happy with the whole conjoined twin thing. Spoiler alert. Boy and girl twins cannot be identical and therefore can't be conjoined. Anywho, well, that just ruined the movie for me. Not really. No, I love this I mean, movie. It's, it's supposed to be cheesy by design. <clears throat> yeah, I thought this movie was. So if you know that going in is better, it was better than my second watch because I was like having fun with it. Yeah. But it does kind of have that uneven tone a little bit. So I can see why some people would be like, pick a tone. You know what I mean? I feel like Malignant was like my third favorite horror movie last year. I really, really loved it. Yeah. But I can see where she's coming from is what I'm trying to say. True. Uh, Annihilation. A bit more cerebral than I thought it would be, but overall I loved it. The bear scene gave me chills. Exactly. That bear scene is scary as fuck. Yeah. It's one of the scariest movie monsters ever. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Loved every minute. And Baby Marshmallows running amok was comedy gold, especially when they started turning each other into s'mores. I mean, I'd see a clip. I've seen that in the trailer, though, a little bit. Yeah, I haven't watched this movie yet. I want I, to. I'm not. I was never a huge Ghostbusters fan. I like the first movie and the second movie. I guess that's all of them. <laughs> uh-huh. But and I actually watched the cartoon when I was a kid. I did too. Um, but I, I this whole nostalgia bring back thing. I'm. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's done well, then sure. You know what I mean? But like, I was really excited for that movie until I saw a trailer, and then I was less so. But yeah. I will. I do want to watch it. Yeah. Horror adjacent SVU. Uh, rebringing this and Mariska Hargitay as a goddess. I've never seen SVU. Me either. It's not really up my alley. No. I mean, I like procedurals, but yeah. it's quite an investment, though. I feel, what is it, like 25 seasons or something? <laughs> Probably. I, I mean, all that fucking Law and Order shit. There's like a thousand and one of them. Oh, yeah. It's I like watching know. CSI. It's just one of those things that you can have, you know, as a comfort blanket, you know, mm-hmm. throughout many, many, many years, I think. I liked Criminal Minds. I think uh, yeah. similar. Mariska, though I, I know her, I know about her. So she's like a, she's like a goddamn Amazon. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Mm. We have no new patrons this month. For shame, which is sad. Shame, shame. shame. <laughs> Where's my bell? Uh, if you want to become a patron, and obviously we think you should. Head over to patreon.com slash the film flamer so you can check out all of our bonus episodes and join the family. And not only will you get all of those bonus episodes, but you'll also be able to vote in polls for the bonus episodes that we actually do over there a lot of the time. And you'll get our episodes a lot earlier. Sometimes, sometimes one day, sometimes one week, sometimes a month. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Depends on our mood. That's right. But we have to shout out our patrons who are the film flamer tier or higher. And they are Ben. Dr. Joe, Kimberly, Kyle, Lisa, Penelope, Wallstridge. Horror News. There's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie in the works. Uh, the fuck you say? Yes, because, of course, there's a 95-year rule. Once a character is created, it enters into the general domain, right? The public domain. Yep. And uh, I think in 2024... Mickey Mouse is becoming general. Yeah. So there's going to be Mickey Mouse horror. and <laughs> It's going to be all kinds of shit. Fucking Winnie the Pooh, though. I mean, yeah, because yeah. I know I entered the public domain like last year, I think. Maybe earlier. No, it had to have been last year. <clears throat> and so like I saw this headline and have you seen any of the stills from? Yes, the it's like live action. And it's like, a, yeah, it's not a real bear. It's like it's like a mask a fucked up bear yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a slasher movie because I've read subsequent articles about it because it looks like someone in a Winnie the Pooh costume that looks really fucked up like Night at Freddy's or whatever the hell yeah I mean it's animatronic fucking nightmare fuel looking and like Piglet has these big tusks right and so essentially it's like Winnie the Pooh and Piglet go on some murderous rampage you know what I mean and Tigger the Tigers and we play by like I don't know Charlie Sheen or something (laughs) probably (laughs) he's not on drugs anymore I can't do that this comes on screen oh (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, it looks, uh, I mean, it looks stupid, but I'm, I'll watch it. Oh, I love Winnie the Pooh, though. It's like one of my favorite Disney cartoons. I don't know if I want to see him kill somebody. Well, you already kind of have. I mean, you saw It Chapter 2. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> hello, Piglet. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't have the voice in this horror movie, it's not going to be good. No. But, I mean, what I read is, like, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet go on a murderous rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them on his way to college. So, I mean, not a lot of thought in the screenplay, maybe, but really good way to take advantage of a character that entered the public domain. Yeah, so, so I applaud that. Mm-hmm. It's called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen King has revealed on a podcast that he was on recently that he has written a new novella that is a sequel to Cujo. Is it called Rattlesnake? It's called Rattlesnakes. Um, and apparently he doesn't talk about it much in that podcast. I listened to the entire conversation because I love Stephen King. And um, apparently at some point, like two twins, like t- children fall into a snake pit and I think are killed. So, I mean, he's he famously ended Cujo by killing that child. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how this is a sequel to Cujo if it's about snakes. But I don't know. Maybe they have, um, I don't know. Maybe they're foaming at the mouth. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> What if we had snakes, but they had rabies? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how he comes up with his work anyway. Uh, Netflix has added a warning card to Stranger Things season four after the Texas school shooting. Naturally. Um, and I, I did. The only reason I added this here, because it's not really news, is because I have binged everything that I, I could have for uh, Stranger Things season four, volume one. Uh, the next volume comes out in July. And um, that's just going to be two episodes. I think, what? but one of those episodes at least is going to be two and a half hours long. That's not a TV show. That's a fucking movie. It, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the average length of the stranger things episode has been 50 minutes to an hour, like a normal. Right. And this season, each episode has been like an hour and 20 minutes. Good God. Longer. Yeah. And they are really going down with body horror and they've gone much harder into straight up horror than previous seasons. Um, not that, Everything so far in Stranger Things hasn't been not even horror adjacent, but horror, but kind of gateway horror in the first season and the second season a little bit more and the third season, definitely a lot more horror. And then this one is really going down. I mean, the first episode basically opens with like a bunch of dead and bloody children and they are not afraid to break a lot of bones in this. Oh, God, really? Oh, yeah. Shit. But uh, it just made me realize, like, when did season three come out? And it was 2019 before I ever moved to Boston. You've had three years to watch these seasons. I know. And you have it, but it's really good. It's really good. Okay. I mean, I, I need to. I want to. I, I mean, I was not a fan of the first season. We've talked about this before. You, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought you were okay with it. I, I would have cut out, like, at least three episodes from that season. I thought that it moved way too slowly, and I just was not a fan of it. Like, the beginning and the end, yeah, I thought it was great. Loved the kids. You know what I mean? But, like, the middle part of that season, I was just I was super bored. And, oh. and so, I mean, it really, I was bored yeah, they enough. Have, they have a, the pacing issues throughout the series. I was bored enough to not look forward to season two. Okay. You know I mean? Season so, two is worse than season one. <laughs> season great. three is really good because it's like the Starcourt Mall. It's, it's great. It's well, I mean, 80s. and everything that I've heard and seen and heard you talk about, I feel like I would like season three a lot because it sounds interesting. And definitely this season, you know what I mean? I just need to, I need to soldier on through season two and get to the good stuff. You know what I mean? So. Well, there's I, good stuff in season two. There is. Okay. I'm just saying. I, I think you should watch it. Okay, I will do that. Anyway, but yeah, they. The, I, I kind of wanted to add this just because they are to, they are paying attention, trying to kind of trigger warn people uh, at this point, and, they, and it's gotten to a point where the horror is at, at such a place that they need to. 
And uh, so I'm kind of glad they did that. But I also wanted to take that opportunity to talk about Stranger Things season four, because that has been kind of a void on this podcast, because uh, one of us will refuse to watch it. And we can't talk about the, the one of the biggest things in horror that's come out in the last five years. So <laughs> <clears throat> you can still talk about it. <laughs> I mean, like, has it stopped you before? <laughs> Well, we, we can't like we can't go back and forth. We can't like vibe on it. You know what I mean? That's true. And I'm probably more likely to watch The Boys than I am Stranger Things. So, um, but <clears throat> I, season three is about to be dropped. And you saw the season two of that? Oh, I know, and I really do want to watch season three because it has one of my like favorite like dreamboat actors in it, like my ideal. You know what I mean? So like Jensen Ackles, and plus I hear there's an orgy in season three apparently. So I mean. Yeah, there's less horror in, um, well, there's definitely horror in the boys, but it's not like Stranger Things horror. It's not like 80s horror. And Robert England is in, is in this season too, by the way. Amen. So anyway, the boys is like hyper violent. I would say more than it is straight up horror. But I'm down for too. Yeah. I really like the first season of the boys. Yeah. yeah, right. Coming soon. We have a veritable metric shit ton of trailers to talk about this month, and we'll start off with a movie that I think looks amazing, even though I just saw the trailer today, and that's for a movie called Vengeance. Right, and Vengeance will be out in theaters in July, and it's essentially about uh, a guy kind of investigating a murder of his like ex-girlfriend in the small town of Texas where he's kind of fish out of water. Essentially, he's running a, a true crime prod- podcast. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hits close to home and it's kind of thriller, horror adjacent comedy. But it looks really, really funny and good. It really does. I mean, just watching the trailer, I laughed out loud at least like three times. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. looks it looks really well written and fun. I mean, maybe even slightly, slightly, slightly horror adjacent, like to the furthest realms of adjacency. We don't know, yeah, but there's, the potential's there. Yeah, but I mean, it looks like a really fun movie, yeah. and I mean, I, I'm here for it. I'm totally going to see this movie. The next movie is Thor, Love and Thunder. The full trailer just released, and it's in theaters in July. Uh, and if they do this right, because I'm familiar with the comic story that came out about 10, 15 years ago, uh, it's with uh, Gore, the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uses something called the All Black, and it's like um, uh, this like liquidy, nasty black stuff that turns into different weapons or things like that. And he's going around killing all the gods. That's cool. And so it gets the most horror and horror adjacent that Thor usually gets. And he has to have like three different time periods of himself as like an old man, a boy, and his you know regular adult self to go and like fight this guy all at once in order to 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 beat him. And all these other gods are already dead. Like every other god in the universe is dead. Because he's killed them all, and so it's it could be really bad. Um, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll just have to see because this is not really you know a director that does those types of stories. This is the same director as Ragnarok. Yeah, so it's it's going to be slapstick, you know, which is you know great for audiences, less great for the comic book fans. Yeah, I can. I, mean, I really really loved Ragnarok, though. I thought it so. Was- it'll be a good time. Yeah, either way. I mean, but I, I'm here for from it. what I've seen of Christian Bale. You know, it doesn't really look like gore, but whatever it looks okay. a lot like christian bale though yeah <laughs> probably his contract you know but he can't he can't like it's supposed to look more like voldemort just like a really wide mouth that goes almost to his ears oh it looks nothing like that no and also natalie portman in that fucking helmet mask thing looks stupid <laughs> jesus <laughs> sorry i'm just like i don't understand i know that's what the character's supposed to look like or whatever because i kind of remember seeing something like that in comic book form but well i for one am a feminist and I support Natalie Portman and uh, all of her thorness. 
Okay, don't make me sound like terrible on the podcast or anything. But no, I mean, like I support Natalie Portman. I'm I just support that. <laughs> I don't support that costume choice, and it wasn't her decision. If I were Natalie Portman, I'd like, don't put me in that. I have a pretty face. I mean, that doesn't sound very feminist. Wow. That sounds awful, actually. Wow. <laughs> Let's move on. You're a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> To Resident Evil, a Netflix series that's debuting in July. It looks promising. It does. It looks different. It looks a lot different than what I was expecting. Yeah. It's not just some sort of rehash of every other movie that it's come out, right? Yeah. You know, it seems like something new and apocalyptic and really cool. Yeah, it looks like they're, they're keeping a lot of it close to the chest. Maybe some, uh, some of the game people would understand it. Maybe it's closer to the game. I don't know. I have no idea. But um, it, it looks promising. Yeah. We'll have to see. I mean, we'll check it out maybe. Yeah. Next up is 3,000 Years of Longing uh, by, of course, George Miller, who is one of the most interesting directors out there, having done things like Happy Feet and uh, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> and this looks – it's giving me kind of everywhere, every, everything everywhere all at once vibes, but maybe less like meaningful, you know what I mean? But um, more uh, aesthetic you know, it's got Tilda Swinton in it. It's got Edris Elba. It it looks super batshit. Like it, you need to have a gummy before you watch this movie. But oh yeah, the trailer is definitely worth watching. I am super interested in this movie. I think it looks great. And since I love Tilda Swinton now, and I never used to before, like I'm super on board with it. George Miller makes really good movies. I haven't seen Happy Feet, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen Mad Max Fury Road. It was one of the best action films of the decade. You know what I mean? But Forever. um I, I do want to say like this is about um Tilda Swinton finds like a, a lamp, right? And it's a Andrew was a genie, right? And she's like looking at all the his past you know, wish grants throughout time, thousands and thousands of years. So it's like just a bunch of clips from a bunch of different cultures, ancient societies, a bunch of like monsters and, and weird shit going on and spells and special effects, extravaganza, psychedelic interestingness. So um, I'm, I'm just ready for it. And I kind of feel like there may be some meaning to it, just like, you know, everything everywhere all at once does. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it does look like that's there. Yeah. I feel but, like that her character has some, some ways to like d- delve into that. Maybe not like an answer to fucking nihilism, like everything everywhere all at once is, you know? What <laughs> no. <I mean>? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely if she's like, if the whole point is like, you know, what wishes do I choose? How does one choose a wish? It's introspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can totally see that in this movie. And it, it looks like something that you need to see in the theater and you need to have a whole gummy. None of this half gummy shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we have uh, the trailer for the new HBO Max series, House of the Dragon, which is the prequel to uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I thought they were doing a super early one. And I'm, I'm wanting to think that this is like after the Targaryens or whatever went on to Westeros. Not their first time taking it over, but maybe more established. I don't know. I, so but I, it looks really good. Yeah, it does. I mean, and I hope that they can recapture the magic that was Game of Thrones, right? Because obviously I kind of miss it. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I think that the really, really early prequel got canned. Yeah. And they went with this one. The Age of Heroes or whatever. The yeah, fuck, whatever it's Age called. of Legends or something. I mean, I totally am down for this. I'm ready. Like, I, I hope that. Yeah, I that was Naomi good. Watts. Naomi Watts one got canceled. <laughs> She had to make that poor, other movie. Poor woman. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it looks it looks good, and I I I need some more Game of Thrones in my life. So bring it on. Really though, I want to see what what's her name is up to on that boat or whatever. I forgot her character's name now. Arya. Arya. Arya Stark. Arya. I really want that story. Make mm-hmm. that please HBO Max for real. 
Next up, we got Don't Worry Baby, starring Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, Gemma Chan, Harry Styles, and Chris Pine. So very stacked cast. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of Stepford Wives uh-huh. and is coming into theaters in September. So I'm very much looking forward to this. The uh, trailer is a very good trailer, but keeps kind of what's actually happening kind of close to the chest. So um, definitely check that one out. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a fucking mindbender, like no other. Plus Florence Pugh. Like... Yes. It's time. It's time for her Oscar. And this seems like perfect Oscar bait for her. Could be. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope so. I'm really interested to see this movie. I don't understand what's happening with Harry Styles in theaters these days, but. We're not. I like Harry Styles. I mean, he's a queer champion. Is he? No, I don't think he's actually queer, but I mean, he. Wears dresses. He's sort of like non-binary or something. Like. It's just, I, I hate going to a movie and then he shows up and all the like 13 year old girls are screaming. I just don't like it. Oh, what else was he in? Like, that's the only reason you are here. Not because of your talent, but because of your a draw for 13 year old girls. I don't think that 13 year old girls are going to be able to see this movie. It's clearly going to be. Oh, I'm sure they are. are. Because the 13 year old girls are now 18 year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just have to watch it at home. (laughs) (laughs) So the last trailer we're going to talk about is a true blast from the past. And Disney Plus is bringing a series based on the movie Willow to its service in November. Yeah, back in the 80s. Back in the day. And they're bringing back like a lot of the original casts. Mm -hmm. And I I loved hearing the music and the trailer. And uh, Val Kilmer is even supposed to be back. What? Yeah. Well, he's back in Top Gun. So I didn't know that either. He used AI to remember his voice. And so he's able to use his voice and act like he could talk and stuff. So I guess they'll do the same thing for Willow. I don't know. Out of the way, Peck. <laughs> I saw this movie several times when I was younger and never watched it again. But I liked it when I was a kid. It's good. It's good rewatch. I didn't know that you were that into Willow. I was. I didn't see it until later. Like I, didn't, I never saw it as a, like a kid. I saw it as a teenager, I think. Oh. I was like, this is okay. <laughs> you know, I like the, the, the dark magic stuff in it, you know, and a lot of the, the, the cheesy adventure stuff is kind of lame, but, uh, it's also, it's just a good, it's a fun, it's a fun time. It's George Lucas and Ron fucking Howard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, as far, if we're talking about nostalgia things, I mean, like, Listen. I'm glad they're doing something like that, that I feel like not that many people talk about anymore. It was one of those I mean? dark fantasy movies from the, from the eighties. I mean, they've got this old woman sorceress that's trying to stab a baby to death and then gets struck by lightning. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> I forgot all that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'd watch this, I guess. I mean, like I, I really liked Willow when I was a kid. I just haven't seen it in a very long time. So yeah. But Warwick Davis, my, my it's looking good. I was not going to say the same thing, but that's okay. <laughs> that's what makes you a feminist and not me. Jesus. <laughs> Shut up, Peck. <laughs> well, I think that just about wraps up our shooting the flames for June. As always, we want to know what you have to say about the things that we've talked about. Maybe even some of the comments that we read. Leave your own comments. You can do that on social media at the Film Flamers on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can email us at tiredqueens at filmflamers.com or call our hotline at 972-666-7733. Get on my peck. Don't worry, baby just a peck (laughs) (laughs) oh my god 
We have a lot of content coming out for you in June. Uh, we are doing some of the trashiest movies ever made because Wild Things was such a good conversation last June. We decided to keep it up. So we're talking about Basic Instinct and Showgirls. Woo! I'm going to put Verhoeven months. That's right. Verhoeven. Verhoeven all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to put on my Versace and we're going to talk about Showgirls, damn it. <laughs> So stay tuned for that. And also, we'll probably have a very special Hot Takes episode about some of the movies that we will be watching at the Overlook Film Festival. That's right. So, big month. Well, we need to rest up before we go, so I suggest we go and get some sweet dreams. Some of you haven't pronounced it first day, so it shows. <laughs> I love that meme. <laughs> it's Versace.